When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Weekly Exchange. This week in Forex and Strategy Game News, we have updates on Thea 2, Dominions 5, Age of Wonders Planetfall, and much, much more. Nate and Troy. Hey, Troy. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Nate. It's good to be back. Are you enjoying the spring weather? I am enjoying the spring weather. Finally, it's like it's this week. It hit, I don't know, like 75, 76 a couple of times. Not humid at all. It's very, uh, it's very nice. My son, not so much. He has a lot of allergies to pollen and the trees are just going nuts up here. So he's not having as good a time as I am. But, you know, it is what it is. Get the meds ready and go out like a trooper, you know? There you go. That's what you got to do. Yep. All right. Well, we have, um, we got a good show today. We got a couple of interesting things to talk about. So why don't you begin by talking about Thea? All right. Well, Thea 2 got a patch on the 16th, and this is one of the post-launch patches. And they're still working on improving the game, and they added several things to the game in this patch. One of the big ones is the voiceovers. They were supposed to be there on release, couldn't get it on that particular day, but now they're in and uh, they sound really good. So I'm glad about that. Also, uh, they're adding in some quality of life features. So in Thea, whenever your characters level up, whether through combat or whatever, uh, the game gives you three choices for what traits you'd like to increase. In the olden days, in 3 of 1, when they leveled up, it just kind of chose for you, whatever. And so in 3 of 2, they're giving you the option to choose, you know, if you want to increase physical capabilities or spiritual or whatever. Well, now they're adding a button that will auto-assign traits. Like if you just, well, especially when you get a lot of people, you don't want to click through and deal with all that. Or if you don't even really know, you can click the auto-assign. It'll give the points to the skill the computer thinks they need the most, and hmm. that'll do it for you. So that's pretty decent. Okay. Um, okay. They're adding more tool tips to the always inventory good. and equip screens, which are always appreciated because games like this need as many tool tips as they can get. And then also, one of the things I appreciate they're adding is when you're starting a game, and you have your different deities to choose from, uh, you don't really know, or at least it's hard, especially in the beginning, to, to grasp which abilities are specific to the deity that you chose. Well, now that's going to have a little marker on there that shows that. So 
as you level up uh, your gods and goddesses, you'll be able to see what you're accomplishing. And I, that, I, for me, that's a bit more gratifying. Like when I'm unlocking these abilities and I can see, okay, this is something that my deity brings to the table. Uh, that I appreciate because that's really what I want to see. Um, they also give a preview for the next patch and they're going to be including a better map zoom, um, loading from the pause menu and steam cloud saves, which I really need to take advantage of <laughs> because famously I lost my original profile with Thea one when uh, my computer crashed and I had to re uh, reformat the hard drive. So yep. Anyway, yep, I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, down the road, they're also going to be adding Steam Workshop integration, achievements, and recycle items obtained during events. So, like in Thea One, when you got a bunch of junk, especially like weapons, like you'd end up with a bunch of really crappy weapons when you killed skeletons or monsters or something, and you wouldn't want those. You could just choose an option, like just go ahead and break all those down into their component parts and put them in my inventory. Well, now you kind of have to go through that process. So that'll make things a little bit simpler and more efficient there for that. So anyway, things are looking good for Thea 2. Um, I've enjoyed my time with it, and we'll talk more about that later. So, Nate, how about you mm-hmm. tell us about Dominions 5? Absolutely. So we've had an update this past week for Dominions 5. Update, it's, so it's up to version 5.32. Now, uh, this is, a again, I, I think I need to state this. Um as far as I know, when they release the game, all the updates, all the content that comes for the game is always free. I, I'm thinking back to Dominions 4 and Dominions 3, and I don't remember them having any DLC or any expansions. I could be wrong, but I don't remember it. So a lot of the changes that are covered within these updates, some developers would actually go ahead and charge money for it. Yeah, so for sure. Keep that in mind. I mean, the game is, it's without a doubt, it is a very deep game. There's a lot of strategy there. There's a lot of lore, so much lore. I mean, it's based on both. Well, okay. The, the, quick disclaimer. I, I don't know what the listeners, particular listener listening to this at the moment, what their take is on religion. So to some people, religion is all fiction, you know, fantasy. And other people have very deep-rooted beliefs. So having said that, a lot of the lore in Dominions is based on a re- like actual religions and cults and you know past and present and potential like stuff that came out of fables and things like that so there's a lot of that mixed into the game so it's not just like high fantasy based on tolkien or something like that you know there's, there's a lot of stuff here that's based on human history and things like that so having said that there uh they just made a whole bunch of new additions specifically for the uh, Japanese-inspired nations, basically based on Japanese, on uh, Japanese, um, like, lore, their their various religious cults and things like that. They added heroes. They added summons. um, There's additional improvements for vampire summons for the own. Now, I I believe they are somewhere out of Eastern Europe. So, you know... I think I don't. I don't know this 100. percent So I'm sure somebody will jump into the comments and correct me and tell me how wrong I am. So I, I accept whatever fault it is of mine here. Um, within this, there's also bug fixes, tweaks, and some major changes to modding and an update to the manual. Now, of course, if you want to know what this is, click on um, 
the notes. There'll be a link to uh, the post on Steam. And yeah, there's it's it's pretty big. Again, it's free. It improves the game. You know, one, it's not a cheap game, so it's not like you're not going to see it on sale all that often. But once you jump in, and if you're not averse to having graphics that are not, you know, AAA or even on the AA level, you're going to be rewarded by very rich and very thought out and deep experience. That's the best way I can explain it. So, I mean, if you don't play any of the Dominion's games, you have no, or Conquest of Elysium, which is a lighter version of the game, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you do play it, you're going to be like, yep, yep, Nate, how come you're not playing it yet? Well, why do you keep reporting on it and you're not playing it? Well, I have good news and bad news for you guys. The good news is one day I might. The bad news is I'm not playing anything right now. So, yeah, you know, nothing, not even Bejeweled 3. And I mean, <laughs> a, that is an ongoing joke. But the truth is I can just whoop out my iPad and just, you know, plop myself on the couch and get in 10, 15 minutes of Bejeweled Bliss. And I don't even have time for that. So that's how busy I've been for the past month. So, you know, take it for what it is. Yeah, I'm, I I hate to hear that for you, buddy. I really do. So uh, we're going to move on to Age of Wonders 3, or not Age of Wonders 3, Age of Wonders Planetfall. And this mm-hmm. week, we got some real detailed looks at in-game actual gameplay. And there's a couple YouTubers we'd like to highlight here who did some Let's Play series on it. Uh, the first, uh, I'm pretty sure many people in our community follow, that's Das Tactic. Uh, he's doing a playthrough of it, and at the time of this recording, there are three videos uploaded each, um, around half an hour, maybe slightly more for a couple of them. And the thing about Das is he he's a real thinking man when it comes to playing these games. So he, he does a really good job explaining what he's doing, why he's doing it, and narrating his actions, so I always enjoy his videos. Another one is AVAC. AVAC has a couple episodes up. One is over an hour long. Just like that's a marathon session. I've done Let's Plays before, and like doing a straight hour video like that is tough. And then another one is about 45 minutes long. So, right there, you have almost two hours worth of Planetfall uh, gameplay there from AVAC. So, this is uh, this game's coming along really well, and um, uh, we were pretty sure people would want some links to that. So if you look down in the show notes, you should be able to find those and watch those videos if you're interested. Yeah, I I love watching uh, Dasa's stuff when he puts it up, especially for games that I'm lost in, like because his first video he usually spends going over the menu and the options and like selecting and so. And those tend to be on the longer t- on the longer side, and then as as he plays, the first few turns always take like a long time because he's going over every bit of detail. So, for example, if you're a huge Age of Wonders three fan, he's got a lot of like, he loves the Age of Wonders series. So he's got a lot of really good games. He's like good playthroughs that you can check out. So that's one. And Avac, he he streams, and I've never had the opportunity to sit through a ten hour stream. 10 hours he he yes he will do six eight ten hours like just insane this dude has some crazy does he stream from like his bathroom while he sits on the toilet 
No, he doesn't. And, you know, there's a couple of streamers that I, I don't have the time to follow them. So, like, I'll catch yeah, really. bits and pieces here and there. I'll catch something on YouTube when they do, like, video on demand. They export it to YouTube. And a lot of them, a lot of streamers I notice, like, the ones I like to follow, uh, like, Seeknor, like, his Blood Bowl stuff, they have cats, which I don't understand. I mean, I understand people having pets. I don't understand having your pet near you while you're streaming. You know, and like with him, there's all kinds of stuff going on behind them, but he's never distracted from it. You know, he's got like, like a support team that comes up to him and brings him drinks. And it's, he's like, he's like, I, I kid you not, man. It's really cool when you're listening to it. The dude sounds like he's like a professional driver, you know, and he's like pulling into the pit crew, you know, and no animals. At least that I, at least. Hey, somebody go take head. a dump for me. All right. Yeah. So anyways. Let me help you out the with point that. Is, the point is, is like they're uh, between the two of them. I mean, there's others. I think there's, I think Chime uh, said there were going to be like 30 different people streaming over the weekend. So there's plenty of other streamers out there, but these are two that I personally like. And um, I think Quill18 also has one, but I've, I dislike him. He just, he bugs me. I, nothing personal. It's just his play style is just so different than mine that I, I cannot watch his stuff and enjoy it. I might glance for two seconds. I'm like, ah, no thanks. But uh, he's another one. And then um, ah, a bunch of them. I'm sure if people look on YouTube, they'll find it. But between AVAC and DAS, you have two different factions being played. So you get to see two of the six factions that are going to be available to release. And I believe the game is still slated to be released in August 20th or something, 16th or something. Let me, let me look on our release calendar real quick. It should be up there. Nope. I take it back. August sixth, not sixteenth, but August. Well, that's a little 6th. early. Well, Usually, I mean, uh, they wait till more people are back in school. Based on what we're seeing from the game and the excitement, I think that they're trying to catch people before they get back to school, so they still have some summer vacation left. You know, like towards the tail end of summer, dog days of August. So people are like, "Oh, it's too hot outside. I just want to do something." Oh, plentiful. Ooh, what's that? So. All right, well, that's that. And moving on to the next item. And this is an announcement this week that came out for Warhammer 40k Gladius Relics of War. And the next DLC announced, which are going to be adding the Chaos Space Marines. And I had predicted this, I think, in February or March. Predicted. It's not like there's all that many options unless they're going to specific, <laughs> specific chapters. But still, you know, there are four possibilities, and I guessed it, and boom, there it is. That's two in so, a row for you, because I think you uh, correctly predicted the Tyranids. The Tyranids, yep. So that's right. So, I mean, we have two major, two major, uh, three actually major factions left, but we'll talk about that in a future episode. So anyway, so the Chaos Space Marines bring with them their own unique campaign, their own unique play style where you can sacrifice the population for boons from the chaos gods and depending on how successful you are your heroes might become elevated into chaos princes or might become might get turned into chaos spawn so you know it's uh either it's an extreme on either end of the spectrum now uh you have 18 new units they're gonna have their own unique tech tree i mean the tech trees are not unique per se but each one is different, and each one has different 
um, strengths and what makes like the orcs are different than the necrons are different than you know the space marines the imperial guard the tyranids each one's different now the cast space marines each one is going to have its own like emphasis on different aspects of the gameplay so it should be very interesting and um i'm really looking forward to it i mean the price 15 bucks it's not for me to tell anybody anything but i think 15 bucks is is a bit extreme i would have kept it at 10 to 12 max but whatever you know I can tell you this, I've I've I really, really enjoyed the game. And at some point this summer when I get a chance, I'm gonna dive back in and have some fun with the Tyranids and have some fun well, slaughter some stuff with the Tyranids and and brutalize and sacrifice stuff with the Chaos Space Marine. So I'm looking forward to that. That's being uh published by Matrix Slytherin, right? Yes. So there you go. And that's why it's fifteen dollars. Well, yeah. All right. So we're gonna talk about Endless Space Two. And when you sent this link to me, I couldn't hardly believe it, Nate. Uh, Endless Space 2 is turning 2. This is going to mark the second anniversary for the game. And I can't believe it's been two years already since this game came out. Like, I feel like it was just a few months ago I was playing it hardcore. Like, Mm. really getting into it. And Mm. already it's been out for two years. It's it's almost shocking. But anyway... They're going to uh, celebrate the second anniversary of the game mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a lot of new things that are coming out. And, of course, uh, in Amplitude's way, they're being really cryptic about it, not telling anybody exactly what it's all about. We're just going to have to stay tuned right here for a few more surprises. But they also uh, re-released the original like teaser trailer for the game, which was an augmented reality teaser trailer in... Man, it looks their production values over at Amplitude are just the best. I don't I really don't think there's any company, including Firaxis, making more beautiful games than Amplitude and more beautiful uh promotional material than mm. Amplitude. Well, I just think it's amazing. Triumph is really trying with their Planetfall stuff. I I agree. Uh I just think that Amplitude's got a leg up on everybody. They're they're just on a different level. Everybody after that is second or third, and just it's it's, uh, it's a good list to be on. Yeah, no doubt about it. So anyway, uh, we'll be reporting more on that as details become available, and uh, I have no doubt it's going to be pretty good. I can't wait to find out what it is. And I right. know Nate, you can't tell us. I I can't tell you. I don't even know what it is. So even if I could not tell you. I can't even tell you because I don't even. I can't even tease you about it because I don't even know. How about that? Does that make more sense? No, not at all. So why don't <laughs> yeah, you tell yeah. us about uh, Stellaris Ancient Relics? What's going on there? I will now. Do you remember how you just mentioned that Endless Space turned two years old? Mm-hmm. Well, recently Stellaris turned three. We had spoken about it in a previous episode, but that now, just shows see, you. I, I feel exactly opposite. With Stellaris. It seems like Stellaris came out five or six years ago, and just, (laughs) like, the drama surrounding this game has just made it seem like it's been out forever, because it's just been endless carping about it. Uh, Mm. I just, oh, anyway, go ahead, tell us about Ancient Relics, that sounds cool. Well, so, the 2.3 release, the paid part of it is going to be called the Ancient Relic Story Pack, and basically... 
you're going to get i mean they've already been talking about like archaeology and they've been talking about you know the, the the relic system and things like that and like the changes that they're making to some of the precursor additional precursor races and changes to how that works because they're all linking it together so one of the things that was added in two important two are the ecumenopolis which is basically the uh city world which is basically one city is the whole planet and if you convert your planet into that type of a world you have like insane bonuses to every aspect of your economy but you also need a lot of support from outside so as part of this new relics uh, story pack you can find an extinct might not be the right word but basically a world an ecumenopolis of of days gone by or bygone days that um is basically just a giant excav- planet waiting to be excavated, and you can leave it as is and gain all kinds of benefits from resources, or you can fix it up and turn it into an ecumenopolis and you know get those types of benefits. So that's one of the so that's one of the things that's kind of added. And then they're also um, <clears throat> they are the homeworld of the first league, which is one of the precursors, is a relic world, and um, they're continuing with relics where uh, they. They're going to be basically three types of relics. So there's going to be relics that um, they can be. There can be artifacts. Uh, you can collect them as trophies. You can use them as passive bonuses and things like that. You can research them for additional, um, re- like additional secrets to extract from them. And um, it's it's just really really neat because this is what we were asking for. Is we asked for. A DLC that does not have lots of new mechanics where they just gut everything and start over, but they take what they have and they keep improving on it. So they're going to be working on the sectors, they're going to be working on the planets, they're going to be working on the uh, like the population. The, the major thing that they're adding are the relics, which is good because that you know that adds story. Like Joshua always says, you know, keeps the Lars weird, and that's what they're doing here. And um, I believe the main guy who's behind this, he's a user interface guy. And he's talking about, like, that's his thing. So he's talking about how he's going to be upgrading a whole bunch of the user interface. We've seen a little bit of it. And he's going to use the relics as kind of his launching point for that. So I'm very curious to see what it looks like. Uh, it's uh, I believe that the date is announced. And the date for it is... Oh, it, I thought it was announced. No. No, I'm thinking something else. I'm thinking of Planet Four. But my guess is because they made this official, it'll probably be one to two months out. So either sometime in June or probably also sometime in August. But, you know, like nobody really wants to release in, in the middle of summer when not too many people are indoors playing games because everybody's outside enjoying it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Usually June and July, nobody releases a game. Usually, not always. Yeah, we have had some people do it, and uh, I think probably we're not happy with the results. Right. So, oh, by the way, uh, in the notes we'll have a link to the to the update, the dev diary for um, relics, and we'll have a link to the video. So they released like I think it's like fifty five seconds or something like that. It's a little teaser trailer for this story pack. So they released that. It's really good. They the people they have working on their videos now are doing a phenomenal job so click on the notes all right so this week we got some good information from 
a developer for Stars in Shadow. And uh, that's a game we really liked and enjoyed here at Explorminate. And development on it isn't finished. So one of the developers, uh, going by the handle Anguia, I believe, uh, said that they're going to be doing an update for the game. And it's uh, going to be a DLC, not just a like a bug patch or something like that. It's going to be an actual DLC. So that is super exciting. Weren't expecting that and very glad to hear that. And uh, we don't have any details yet. The developer didn't uh, say exactly what it would be or what it's going to have, but we appreciate Inguia posting on our uh, forums on Steam, and we're really looking forward to finding out more about it. Uh, I think you're thinking Arioc. Oh, well, it says <laughs> Anguia here. It's, oh, okay. So that's not... No, so no. Arioc is the developer. Yes. yes. And Anguia is one of our forum... Yeah, he's no, okay. a very passionate Stars and Shadow player. Well, there you go. But Arioc okay. is the developer. All right. So. Well, cool. Awesome. Yes. Very excited for that. Very excited. Looking forward. We really like Stars and Shadow. It definitely has a lot of potential and when we reviewed it we reviewed it very favorably though it already had one dlc that we're not we haven't released anything for so probably with the second one we'll have some kind of piece for it you know i might as well talk about this a little bit here because this is a great time to talk about it so um last week i had done this little teaser thing that we're going to be making a couple of changes to experiment because we've fallen quite a bit behind i'm i'm at fault for part of it just because just no time I, I genuinely do not have the time to sit down and give any game the fair treatment that it has because the little bit of time that i do have i'd rather actually get to play something and enjoy it than to sit and work on reviews though i understand the community might be like oh you know we're waiting we're waiting well we will have quite a bit of stuff coming in the near future we're making little changes we're going to be announcing them there's going to be um kind of a a little bit of a thing in the staff. I'm talking to a couple of people to see if, uh, seeing about recruiting some people to help out with YouTube and Twitch and things like that. Maybe a couple of writers and uh, looking at doing some stuff with the website. But um, yeah, there's there's going to be some comebacks which uh, are going to be, I think, very helpful. And hopefully by the end of summer, we'll have a bunch of things in place. Like I've been promising for a long time with the, you know, we're going to do stuff with, with Patreon and Discord and it will get done. It really will. And when it is, you're going to be like, oh, right. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. We forgive you for your transgressions. So <laughs> that's what it feels like to me, you know, like, like, like that. So hopefully, you know, once it's in place, people are going to be like, all right, all right. It's cool. It's cool. Explore rates. Stop notch again. You know, you guys are really good. You kind of fell back a little bit, but now you're back. So, you know, stay tuned. As there's stuff going on behind the scenes and as more becomes available, we will share it with you. We're not going to just spring all these things on you. It's not going to be like that. Um, we're going to try to grow our Patreon a little bit. I know coffee, the service coffee. I've been seeing some people using it, so I'll kind of look into that for those that don't want to do, like, if there's a specific thing they want to contribute to, we're going to use something like that. So, you know, there's just some options, you know. Maybe try to spruce up our YouTube also a little bit and Twitch, and, like, Dallin's been, Dallin and Ben have been doing a killer job there, but lately Dallin had a lot of problems with his PC, and now it's fixed, and now I have to get him back on Twitch. So, you know, just stay, just a bunch of stuff has come in the next couple, maybe i know three four weeks month so stay tuned all right that was it for 4x so let's move on to 
for like 4x i don't know i mean i still can't i still can't like total war warhammer one and two they're they're like right there at the edge of 4x you know they're say they're of, in the 4x family then 4x family right that's that's fair 4x light or something like that so anyways so they have a free update called the amethyst update wait a minute total what? war warhammer does yes total and this war is warhammer. is this warhammer one no total war warhammer two Total War Warhammer 2. Okay, cool. Yes. One is finished. They finished one. They did everything they wanted to do with it. And like, so basically, it's like this. One is the old world. Two is the new world. And when they release three, that's going to probably be parts of Araby and like the East and stuff like that. And like the Chaos Waste is my guess. So um, that's going to be like a much bigger focus on uh, Chaos, the very breaking down Chaos instead of into warbands, into full-blown armies for the four factions, because you've got four Chaos factions, you know, things of that nature, you know, end of times type of thing. So anyways, um, I mean, that's kind of what they're hinting at with uh, Mortal Empires, so, and with the campaign from Total War 1. But okay, getting back to it. So the Amethyst update is what it's called. This is a free update. As part of this update, there are going to be a whole bunch of changes. They're continuing to hunt down bugs, uh, like things that were introduced with the Prophet and the Warlock, as well as stuff that's already in the game that they've continued to take um, comments on and feedback and like hunting things down, fixing things. They're going to, you know, balance changes, always balance changes, some AI tweaks and things like that. And one of the major things that's brought with this is the Amethyst Wizard. And this is another one of the Empire Schools of Magic. And um, so that's cool. That's basically a new unit. And then some of the balance changes are to the, let me see which factions. You have them going on to the Beastmen. You have them going on to the Dark Elves. Lizard. Well, everybody's getting little tweaks. So, um, yeah, very cool. Much appreciated. I'm glad that they're not releasing stuff as often as they did in for Warhammer, for Total War Warhammer 1, because that was just up until the end, there were lots of problems from the release. And then they, you know, once they released the Norse, and when they tried to import them here, there were issues, so they took their time. And, you know, hopefully this releases, this will fix some of the stuff that was introduced with the late, with the Prophet and the Warlock. And uh, there was a question in in uh, the Total War um, Three Kingdoms that somebody had mentioned. I, I had made a comment about the only Total War games at this point that I would be buying would be stuff based on the Warhammer universe. And, some, and I'm not sure if that's what they were asking me, but they had asked me, well, why didn't I buy it? Well, here's the thing. I have Total War Warhammer 1 with everything for it. And I have Total War Warhammer 2 with, I think, everything but the last the last one or maybe the last two DLC. And it's just no time. Like, I want to play it. I will play it. But, you know, once you start playing these games, you're going to, like, you can ask Dallin. He's got, like, hundreds upon hundreds of hours into it. And it's not that simple. You have to change your mindset. It's a very different play style. Like, I don't have it in me to, like, play six, seven, eight different types of games at the same time because it's just like, oh, I don't have the time, and I hate, like, starting a game and abandoning it. So usually when I start something, I play it, I play it, I play it, I finish, I get to a good point, and I move on to something else, you know? I'm the same way. So, all right. So that was it for the main stuff. And now let's talk about this week's What Is Game, and this game is called Mini... It's supposed to be Mini Galaxy, but it's it's uh, Mini Gal 4XY. So if you glance at it quickly, it says Mini Galaxy. 
but if you actually look closely at it, it's Mini Gal 4XY. It's really cute. This game makes me think a little bit of um, Space Tyrant. Now, this is a port from a mobile game, so the price is not that not that big. It's four bucks. Oh man, that's that's not bad at all. Yeah, it's a four dollar game. It's it is a it's a four X light. If you just quickly glance at it, you're gonna be like, man, that looks a lot like Space Tyrant. That's what Space Tyrant would look like. If you were playing, if it was ported to iOS or to uh, Android, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we'll have a link for we'll have a link for it. So check it out, and maybe if you're looking for a game that you can just sit down and knock it out in no time at all, this might be it for you. So if you, if uh, dear listener, if you have noticed, the last couple of weeks I've been mentioning a whole bunch of forex games that are either out coming out or going to be coming sometime in the near future so yeah forex is alive and doing well and i'll talk to oliver about updating the forex database okay well that was it for the games now this is a little bit of a soapbox and this is not my attempt to stir any drama but uh this past week and now i have two linked articles here one from kotaku and one from tech raptor i actually like tech tech raptor article better because it's updated more frequently and there's more information in there but basically talking about the first sale on the epic store now we have a steam versus epic thread on our forums that i actually started because of phoenix point and it's been going back and forth now for a while it's, it's an interesting read you know there's a whole bunch of contention inside but as as is the case with any type of thread like this that is going to be what happens and um Okay, so having said that, that's in that thread, like it came alive this week because of the sale. And apparently a whole bunch of developers um, pulled game, their games, at least for the time being from the Epic Store while the sale is going on. Because And different developers did it for different reasons. So you have the guys that made Oxygen Not Included, and that's Clay. You have Borderlands 3 that got pulled. You have uh, Supergiant Games that pulled their games. You have Paradox pulling the their newest game, Bloodlines, to the Vampire the Masquerade game. And in essence, the way this sale is working, it's different than a Steam sale. Because in a Steam sale, um, Steam talks to the publishers and they come to an agreement about... So back in the day, they used to have their flash sales and stuff like that. But Steam kind of moved away from that. Because what would happen is people would wait until it was the lowest possible price. And that's when they would buy it. At least the ones that knew what they were doing. And the ones that didn't, didn't. And it didn't matter. So they kind of got away from it. They just kind of have this flat sale. And if you want a flash type sale, you wait for a publisher weekend. Well, Epic is kind of doing something different. So first of all, the sale... I mean... If you're an Epic Store fan or you use the Epic Store, then this is perfect for you because any game that's over $15 or $14.99, you get an additional $10 off. So essentially, a $15 game costs you 5 bucks, or a $20 game costs you 10 bucks, or, you know, 10 bucks off right there. So if you get it into that between, I'd say, $15 to $30, it's a really nice savings, and quite a, quite a lot of games fit in that. So part of the sale drops the price a percentage, and then you get that additional $10 off. Unfortunately, a whole bunch of publishers and developers and were not told about that. So they sell these games in multiple marketplaces. Now, if you're selling a game on uh, the Steam platform, right, and your own platform, well, if you're, if you're doing like the Windows Store or you're doing like the um, Ubisoft's, uh, you don't play or you can't right. play store, right? Um, 
you obviously want to sell it from your own store because you don't have to pay anybody a percentage. So if you're, you know, if you do it from your own, you sell it from your own store, then you you don't have to pay Valve, you know, 30% or 20% or whatever. You don't even have to pay the Epic guys 12% or whatever, 20, 18, $3.22, whatever they're charging, right? Because you're selling it yourself. But if you're selling it on, if if the price from this other platform is so much lower than yours. Why would anybody go to your personal store and buy it when they can buy it on that other platform, right? So for games that are not out, this is a problem because they have like pre-orders and things like that, and this interferes with pre-orders. And to have a sale on a game that's not out yet makes it look bad. Like, what's wrong with a game that there's already a sale in a game that hasn't come out? It's not even an early access. The game is not even out, and there's already some kind of big sale on it, right? Right. So that's one issue. Another issue is that if you, I mean, on the one hand, these discounts are actually good for the publishers and the developers because this ten dollar, this additional ten dollars, Epic pays. So this is another kind of one of their little tricks that they're trying to do to you know siphon away players from Valve and from other marketplaces to theirs because they're like, look, if you play it on our system, here's another discount, right? Which is great for them. But again, but it's a you know it's it's great for the player. It's great for Epic if they can siphon it. But then Epic is still kind of doing some underhanded stuff. Now here's the catch. Here's here's a problem with that. Let's say you're buying something from a Steam sale, right? And there's you're buying five copies because you're keeping one copy for yourself and you want to give four copies to your friends, right? Oh man, this is a great deal. We're all going to play multiplayer. Three friends. Let's it's a four person game. Like, uh, I don't know, I think Payday is one of those games. So let's say you want to play Payday 2 or something, and you need your, your group needs four people, so you buy yourself a copy and three for your friends. Well, you have a shopping cart, so you can put it in the shopping cart. And within the shopping cart, you can be like, well, this is a gift copy for Jeff. This is a gift copy for Maria. This is a gift copy for Bowser or whatever. I don't know, I'm just <laughs> making up names. You know, your dog plays games. With what, what do I know, right? So you can have the most talented dog in the world, right? Or your cat. Meow, meow. So that's what you can do on Steam. You can do this, you know, you can do this on the other platforms also. You can't do that on in the Epic Store because they don't have a shopping cart. So if you buy a couple of copies, you don't really have a way to give it to people. It also raises red flags. And apparently at the start of the sale, people were being flagged for fraud and their accounts were being shut down for that, for participating in a sanctioned sale. So that's another problem that came up. I think they've already handled it, but still, you know, it's like before you do these kind of things, you need to have the infrastructure in place in order to be able to do that, right? Not like one of those things where you're learning on the fly. Okay, okay, let's just get it going and we're going to see what's wrong as we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, we'll fix it. We'll just give people a bunch of free money. They won't care. Well, sure, there's people that won't care, but then there are ones that do care. And isn't that the hardcore base that you're trying to move away from the other platforms to your platform for better or for worse because that that's the ones that keep you know those are the ones that keep putting money in they're the ones who keep you know getting the word about out you know so that's another issue and then finally like nobody knew this was coming so if i get it like i i, I understand surprise big awesome sale but like the, the only things, the only reason I knew there was a sale about this, and I'm not talking here because, oh, I have a bone to pick with Epic. Forget about it. You know, that's my personal thing. You know, that has nothing to do with it. There was like no, once it was out, it's like they're not blasting it out there. People are only finding out through the negative 
like pieces that I'm reading. So I guess you can say some of them are hit pieces. Definitely a lot of YouTubers are covering it, not in a positive light. So I can see them not being too happy about it. But yeah, so I think they got their work cut out ahead of them. And maybe they should have waited till. I, I think they're just trying to usurp Steam because I'm pretty sure the Steam sale is going to begin somewhere around Memorial Day, which is towards, you know, a week from now or thereabouts. You know, their early summer sale or maybe it'll be at the end of June through July 4th. But uh, I don't know. I'll tell you this much. Uh, Glovkin, Glonkin, the guy who did Steam Spy. Yeah, he's usually against sales. Yeah, I my opinion of him has just not that he cares, not that anybody cares, but like I used to hold him in high regard. I don't anymore because like thinking about all the stuff that he was doing when he was um, just mining all the Steam data, and he, I, I mean, I'll come out and say it, the dude was acting butthurt when Steam figured out what they were doing and they shut them down. He was acting butthurt, like Steam was out to get. Well, him. I was upset. I know, I was too. But like now that I look, now that like we've had some time to reflect on it, I understand because what they were doing is basically Steam was like, hey, come to my house. Let's be friends. And he was like casing the joint. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come to your house. I want to be friends. Do you mind if I bring my team to record? Yeah, that dude wearing ski mask. Don't mind him. He's a nice guy. He's not going to rob you when you <laughs> when you turn your back. So I have no... Yeah, if I would have been still... A subscriber to Steam Spy, the moment that the epic went up and like I read some of the crap that he posted, I was like, I'm done with that guy. I don't care anymore. And like I've read some of the some of the stuff that he's written recently about this, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, you're a corporate chill. Sorry, buddy. Whatever goodwill you had is gone. So, anyways, we'll have links to these pieces in the notes if you're curious. And haven't done one of these in a while. So I thought this was a a good opportunity to do it again. You know, if if the Epic Store is able to compete on a level playing field with Steam and put pressure on Valve to improve Steam, everybody benefits. Everybody benefits. But if they end up causing like a platform war or, you know, a store war, kind of like what they had with the consoles, with all these exclusivity deals, you know, that's... It's really annoying as somebody who who has a PS4 and has a Xbox One and you know, yeah, Switch I think you're starting to beat the horse dead here, Nate. Let's go I ahead like, and move on. Okay, we'll see. Well, I <laughs> want to get the comments going, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe stirring the pot a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on. Have you had a chance to play anything this week, Troy? Yeah, yeah, I played some Thea two, and that was really good and a lot of fun. I haven't established uh, a town yet. I haven't needed to. I'm still looking for a good place to do that, but mm-hmm. um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, Any brutality being exacted upon um, No, I'm playing on one of the really lower levels uh-huh. of difficulty okay. Smart. because Smart. I, just, I just got tired of my party being wiped in the first 20 turns, so like I just really dropped the difficulty level so that way I can nice. actually enjoy the game. And uh, played some World of Tanks Blitz, and that's about it. And I know you didn't get to play anything. No, man, I haven't played nothing. I st- I looked. Um, I-, I log in every couple of days just to update my various games because you know you always have these updates and patches and stuff. And I looked and I see that I still have like something like eight hours of Divinity Two played, but I haven't touched it. Like any day now, it's gonna roll over and it's gonna down back back down to zero. So if I'm lucky, I'll get a chance to play something by the end of the month, but definitely not on the upcoming long weekend. I just have way too much I need to do. 
Yeah. Well, so. I I hope it does work out for you. No, it will. It will. It's just I'll, I'll feel much better when some of these things that I, I'm not even so much teasing. It's like I don't want to say something about where Explorinate is headed until I know more. I mean, it's it's headed in a good place. I promise you that. We're not doing any ads. We're not selling out. We're not joining anybody. We're just going to continue doing, you know, keep on trucking. But we're going to upgrade the truck a little bit, put some bling on it, you know, increase the payload capacity, get some more utility out of it. So once I have more stuff figured out, like I've been talking to some of you guys and a few more, I need a few more of you I need to talk to. This is I'm talking about the Explorinator. So once that's kind of been done, I'll be able to say more, but um, I think the community will be happy with the changes that are coming because it'll give us a little bit more flexibility, more timely uh, articles like how we used to have back in the day. <laughs> so I think that well, grown up life is hard. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, right? Yeah. So is there anything else you want to say before we close this one out? Nope. Just uh, um, just a big, huge thank you to our patrons, to our community, to our YouTubers. I've been looking lately. Like, I, even though we haven't had a lot of content channel, our followers are increasing. Our community is growing slowly. Our curator page is growing. We need to update with some more games there. So, you know, it's it's going good. Our, our Patreons dropped a few supporters recently. But, you know, I hope we can do something to get them back and get some new ones to join us. So I, I think that's it. What about you? Nope, that'll do it. So we'd like to thank everyone for joining us this week. We really enjoyed having you on the weekly exchange. This has been Troy and Nate for Explorminate. Take care, everyone. See ya.
Thank you.